Hello and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. Before we jump into the interview, I want to tell you about the Baltimore Craft Beer Festival. It's the largest all-Maryland craft beer festival in Baltimore, featuring more than 60 Maryland breweries, dozens of vendors, live music, and local eateries. This event directly supports the Brewers Association of Maryland and Strong City, Baltimore. Full details can be found at BaltimoreCraftBeerFestival.com. Hello, I'm your host, Chris Sands, and today we're joined by Zach Rissmiller, one of the co-founders of 1623 Brewing Company. Thanks for coming out and joining us, Zach. Hey, hey thank you for having me. Appreciate um, it. All the way from Colorado. Uh, yep. When did you fly in? Uh, last, uh, I guess yesterday morning, hey. yeah. And it was specifically for this, right? I mean, what else would it be? I, I can't think of a single reason or maybe possibly getting things in line for your brewery. You I mean, know? there's there's some construction things, <laughs> but I mean, this was the, the thing on my, my to-do list that was like, this is the reason why I'm flying here, for sure. <laughs> um, so you're, uh, you and your cousin um, right. mm-hmm. are starting, well, I guess kind of it's already started. Correct. Yeah. You started, don't have, yeah. You don't have a physical location yet. You've been contract brewing for how long now? Uh, almost a year. Okay. Uh, it'll be a year in October. So what? Um, what decide? What made you decide to go that route? Where is it? Was it the? Actually, let's just rewind to get your background because you have quite, you have a decent uh, resume of brewing in history, and we'll get to where we are today or to sure. where we were a year ago. So okay. Yeah. Um, how, what were you doing before you became a brewer? Uh, I was working for Lockheed Martin. Um, and, uh, I was, uh, <laughs> you know, happy, you know, but like, I don't know, not really, you know, we had eight hours worth of meetings and still eight hours worth of work to do. So, you know, 16 hour days is, you know, when you like something, you know, love something, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's tough, right? I worked for General Dynamics. It was a similar, similar situation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I had kind of bounced around, but I was in telecom at the, the moment and then, um, they laid me off and, um, because I got laid off when I got laid off, um, and I mean this sincerely, thanks Obama, I uh, got uh, a year severance. So I was able to support myself for a year. And in that, I decided, you know, I'd been brewing for a while. Like, why don't I go see if I can do this for a career? Um, if not, then I'd go back to engineering. You know, I was fine. When when did you make your first home brew? Uh, 16. Was it any good? No. Oh, my God, it was awful. It, good God. <laughs> <laughs> at, least you, at least you had a really long gap in between it. Um we, we've just, the last several episodes, um, everyone has been on has talked about how bad their first homebrew was. But what's really funny is, like, I can't remember who it was now, but someone, like, it was when they decided they wanted to open a brewery, made their first homebrew, it was awful, and then decided to go forward with it. I was like, well, that's a leap of faith. Huh? <laughs> and then they, they figured out, what who was that, Graham? Was that Ocelot, right? It was it was awesome a lot. It makes phenomenal beer now. Um, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Um. It it everyone else is always like, yeah, my first one. It was just awful. <laughs> I think that's what drives a lot of people, right? The fact is, is that you made this thing. It was awful. And then what really separates like a, a pro versus somebody that's just going to stay amateur is that the drive to figure out. Okay, well that was awful. Let's not do that again. How do we fix that? And then, you know, the, just the amount of learning that takes place after you make yeah. that first mistake, right? Yeah, so. there's the, like, speaking from my own experience, there's a lot of laziness and amateurism involved in why I even just quit homebrewing. <laughs> <laughs> I am fair, you know, but, like, I, I've, got, uh, I've got a friend, um, kind of the guy I started with um, making homebrew. Um, he, you know, he's still doing it. It's probably the most knowledgeable brewer I know, pro or amateur. Um, and it's just, I mean, he makes some phenomenal beers, but his first his first three were fantastic. And then his fourth, fifth, and sixth were the ones that were just like, oh, my God, what is happening? Chlorophenol <laughs> for days, and it's just, you know, that's, that's bad stuff, you know. Yeah. But 
that's kind of what really drove me is the fact that it was so bad that I had to figure everything else out about it. You yeah. know? What um, exactly did, where did I go wrong? Right. Like, um, the engineering mindset, right? Like, okay, well, I obviously don't understand it. I now have to understand it entirely. Yeah. So you, you go too far and I do, but that's kind of, kind of why I am who I am. <laughs> the nerd in it all. So yeah. did, um, did you go to school or do any training yeah. to, to, oh, for, to, brewing? for brewing? No, no. So you, you were laid off. Um, yep. You're like, let's give this a shot. Where did you go and how, how did you get your start? So I started, um, I, while I was at Lockheed, I was working at a homebrew shop. Um, and then I went full time to that. Started shadowing brew days at uh, Dry Dock Brewing Company and also interning at uh, Elk Mountain Brewing Company in, um, in Colorado. And uh, Elk Mountain gave me a shot as an assistant brewer. And uh, it's a very small seven barrel brewery. Um, actually has the original Dry Dock um, system in it. And so I had already been brewing on that a little bit. And Dry Dock got their new system. And we, yeah, we, just, we just leapt up from there and, and got going. Um, so that was probably about six months after I got laid off that I got uh, my first position. So um, and I spent the next good while there. Um, three months after I accepted that position, the the head brewer quit, and they just go, "Okay, kid, <laughs> looks make like it work." You're a, it looks like you're the head brewer now. <laughs> just like, wait, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like getting shoved off a cliff, right? Yeah. So, um, but what they did do for me, which was probably the, the greatest thing that has ever happened, um, probably the United States foremost German brewer is Bill I. Um, he makes unbelievable pilsners. He is, he literally coined the phrase slow, poor pills. Like that's him. Um, uh, they hired him to come in and teach me how to be a professional brewer. Oh, nice. Yeah. So he did have, edu- well, you had education I, after the fact right yeah yeah but it was just like you know he taught me how to plan out brews how to you know be a professional on brew day and like you know i, I still had a lot of uh, amateurish habits let's just put it that way i wasn't a good brewer so they be, developing sops and uh, probably learning the true meaning of sanitation and cleaning and my god yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just, this, it was two weeks and I just remember getting my, um, I don't know if we can cuss on this podcast. Yeah, probably ahead. not. I, I've been sworn at, uh, directly during an episode. So, oh, right on. <laughs> I'm getting my ass kicked up and down <laughs> this brewery, um, for, um, uh, for two weeks and just, just thinking, is this truly something I want to do? And at the end of it, it was just like, yeah. Now it's really something I want to do, and I'm never giving it up again. So what what was it about that gave you that much gratification? Is it that you enjoyed the end product? Is it that there are people coming um, to where you're making your beer and enjoying it, and you're making them happy? Like yeah. what, what aspect of it was so fulfilling? So the, the – and uh, apologies to Tom if you're watching. I'm going to air your dirty laundry here. <laughs> the brewery was failing. Um, it wasn't doing um, – we weren't doing anything. Um, but um, we were able to turn it around. Like Then all of a sudden like we were packed on you know Monday. That was crazy, <laughs> you know. And I think that, um, you know um, – Tom eventually sold it to um, a guy I worked with at Dry Dock, and now it's called Downhill Brewing. It's Elk Mountain is no more, but um, you know, I I think the other thing that was so gratifying with that is I had uh, I had two assistant brewers that helped me out on that system, and we had to have two at that point because we were just churning so much beer. We were brewing five days a week, if not six. Um, we were cellaring every day, moving tanks. We didn't have a way to clean bright tanks, except uh, just climbing in them. <laughs> so, um, you know, there was three of us there, and it took a lot of pride in, in uh, bringing them along too. Um, Liam, one of my assistant brewers, is now the head brewer at Mountain Cowboy in uh, Frederick, Colorado. Um, yeah, I know. It's a little confusing, <laughs> right? Um, but, there seem uh, to be Fredericks everywhere. Right? Must be a 
pretty common city name, I guess. Uh, historical relevance and whatnot, right? Uh, but, uh, yeah, so super proud of him. Um, uh, we lost um, – uh, she unfortunately passed away, but um, we lost my other assistant. Um, she was a hell of a brewer too. So um, we were, uh, you know, saddened by that. But, I mean, that's that's another reason why I just kind of like I couldn't leave. I couldn't get – I couldn't stay away far than far enough away from engineering honestly so the was it failing due to a poor product previously or yeah. just the yeah. competition in the, well, i guess well i mean what i would consider a poor product but really like, competition in colorado is so so steep so if you're not putting out a great product it, no one's no one's going to go there because they could go next door and find something amazing correct yeah this, so there's um at the time, we were um, the only brewery in Parker, Colorado, um, which is south of Denver. Okay. It's just a southern suburb. Um, Are there like 100 there now? There's four. Oh, okay. There's four there now. But, I mean, you're, you're talking about, um, you know, maybe half the population of Frederick. Okay. Like, it's small. A tiny little town. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, but, like, Denver itself, which is, I mean, not a 20-minute drive, has 80 yeah, pretty close Proper. to an unlimited amount. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to drive 20 minutes, you can have as many breweries as you possibly want. So, you know, we are constantly competing with that. Stay in the suburbs or go to the city, right? Um, and I've been in the suburbs my whole career, but I've managed to drag people kicking and screaming out of the city, <laughs> which is, uh, has been another, like, huge pride thing for me, you know? So it, did you brew anywhere else or is that the only? Yeah, like, no. So then, um, so after Elk Mountain, I went to Resolute and I was, uh, the head brewer and one of the owners there. Um, and, um, the year we opened, we got best brewery and best new brewery, um, awards. Um, and that's for the state. So like we did, we did exceedingly well, um, with that, um, with that opening and, you know, eventually, you know, like, um, the business relationships they break down right yeah so, so was that um did you leave to go to resolute just for the op the opportunity to be a partner in a new brewery yeah exactly exactly um you know that that first year i think we won like seven different medals and like three or four different like uh publication awards and that sort of thing oh, wow. so it was it was a massive massive year for us and um oh we were uh, named the number one uh, beer you missed um, at G the Great American Beer Festival by Men's Journal. Um, that was that was huge because no one knew who we were. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even have a booth there either. We we partnered with um, one of our malting uh, places out there, who I, I just happened to went to uh, high school with uh, one of the girls that owns it. Okay, and um, we partnered with them to make a beer just so that we would have something at GABF. Because, uh, I mean, you're a Colorado brewery, you got to go. Yeah. Right? It's, like, almost, like, required. No, nah, not so much, but then for sure. Um, but, yeah, um, I yeah, was. What, what time frame is this? Like, what year? Uh, this was two years ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I got real drunk at JBF. <laughs> Sorry. I've heard, I, I've, I've heard that that almost never happens. Never, right? <laughs> never. So, it's... Um, it's the, I believe it's the Thursday, Thursday night session and I'm, you know, trashed. Um, and, uh, this guy comes up to me, he's like, this, this blonde ale is like one of the best blondes I've ever had. And I was like, thanks man. Hey, have you tried my beer? It's a blonde ale over here that my, my friend's like, Zach, he just said it was a really good beer. <laughs> and I go, oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> do you want another one i want another <laughs> so we go over and we taste it and he's like yeah i just really think this is one of the best beers i've tried here and i'm like oh, that's really cool man thank you for liking the beer and like i i don't know what happened I, like i walked away or something like that <laughs> he comes uh my one of my the friend that i had with me comes back over and he goes you have no idea who that was do you I'm like it's a guy <laughs> some dude who likes my beer he's like well here's his card and i look it's like men's journal it's like uh beverage editor and i'm like wow okay it's a good time to be drunk zach well, well done well done well obviously you left a good impression on him 
Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, and hey, if you're watching, thank you again for that. Sorry. Um. So you alluded that there were just problems with business yeah. relationships with that brewery. Yeah. Sure. So I mean, these are these were high school friends of mine, and mm-hmm. so you know when you when you go into business with somebody, like you never know how that's you know how you're going to work together, right? Yeah. To to get past all of this, we're still really good friends. We just can't work together. Yeah. So, uh, I took a buyout from them and, um, that buyout then went into now 1623, but, and that's, that was kind of in its infancy, right? So in the meantime, I had to have another job. So for a very hot minute, I worked at Bull and Bush, which is like a, a brew pub, um, just doing some cellaring work just to have an income coming yeah. in. And then I was director of brewing operations for Rockyard Brewing. Um, and uh, that was the team that we got um, uh, gold at World Beer Cup for German Pilsner. Oh, so awesome. that was a that was a huge, huge, huge thing for us. So um, it's probably a competitive category, I would think. Right? It's, a, it's a massively competitive yeah. <laughs> category. So it was 193 entries the, yeah. the year that we got it from all over the world. And to my knowledge, the and uh, I apologize if I have this wrong, but um, the only American brewery ever to get gold for Pilsner. Oh, uh, wow. German Pilsner, anyway. There's well, been Bo Pills and stuff like that. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that, that, I mean, just to be a part of that team was awesome. <laughs> it was really awesome. So are you 1623 full-time now? Full-time, yep. All right, so let's take a real quick break mm-hmm. uh, to thank our sponsors the best sponsors ever and then we'll uh we'll be back and we can dig into the how how did 1623 come about great yeah let's do it uncapped is brought to you by one of frederick's original maryland craft beer destinations located off of urbana pike featuring a warm inviting atmosphere and knowledgeable staff serving up fresh locally sourced culinary creations and unique craft beers on tap Open seven days a week, our friends at Roast House Pub invite you to enjoy a casual lunch, happy hour specials, delicious dinners, and specialty desserts. Follow them on social media to keep up to date on their monthly beer dinners, mom's spaghetti dinner battles, and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday. District East is located on the 800 block of East Street, next to Rockwell Brewing Company and Family Meal. Choosing from their large selection of craft beer, you can create a custom six-pack suited to your taste. With tastings every Friday night and Saturday afternoon, Crowler and Growler fills available and kegs to go, it's a beer drinker's paradise. Their knowledgeable and helpful staff will help guide you to the perfect beer or wine for any occasion. They have been selected by many breweries to host limited and exclusive beer releases, which made them the obvious choice to feature my collaboration beers. Stop in and see them for yourself. All right, so things didn't go great um, business relationship-wise. It, did you immediately decide like I like this the, this fit wasn't perfect but I really like this owning a brewer brewery gig yeah I, I want to just go straight to another one you can say it. it's brewery shit man yeah I, I don't actually it's, I wasn't gonna say that I don't yeah. know what I was going to say like, <laughs> that's why I stopped like what, <laughs> where the heck am I going with? <laughs> yeah. no I I, I I do love it I love it a lot, actually. So um, I would say that, you know, did did I, but did I want to do it with Mike? Is that is that what you're asking? Like, because or do I, well, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, the, that that would be the no. inevitable. <laughs> no, was the answer to that. <laughs> love you, buddy. Um, but no, I mean, I, I as a matter of fact, I told him the first time he called, I was actually brewing at Resolute still, and he said, "Well, hey, what do you think about doing this in Maryland?" I said. Pennsylvania maybe, but Maryland? Have you looked at their laws? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to have anything to do with that. And he goes, I'll just think about it. All right, because I think it could be something kind of fun. So I came at him with a ridiculous notion of, okay, well, I want ten percent. I want this, that, like stupid stuff. And he goes, Okay. Anything else? It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Let's go. Let's roll. Let's go. <laughs> Negotiation done. Right. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, that probably took about four or five phone calls. It was really it. And like, and that, I mean, that alone was just enough to just wow me about like um, 
his his business acumen is just phenomenal and it's something that i that i lack i I can make beer yeah and i do that and i can plan brew days and i can have a ton of fun with that but i I don't i mean if you put me in the front of the house and told me okay you're gonna have to run this too i'm i'll I'll show you a brewery that's about to fail (laughs) so like um i mean beer is beer is what i do beer is the only thing i know Mm mm-hmm um, and Mike's big business acumen has been just been spot on and his instincts are spot on every time. And it's, it's so is great. that his background? Yeah. So he owns, um, Griffith brothers construction and okay. they do like large scale retaining walls. Um, they're actually going to build our patio, um, cool. which is and massive. Oh my God. <laughs> the whole thing is just, it's massive. It's, yeah. it's by far and away the biggest brewery I've ever worked at, let alone built. So, <laughs> Um, just with the distribution stuff we have right now, it's like, it was warranted and we had to do it. So there it is. We're going for it. So might as well. So that, that, that's a perfect segue into, so you decided that you're going to, um, open a brewery with your cousin, Mike. Yeah. Um, were you guys close beforehand? No, I knew him. Uh, he's my dad's first cousin. Okay. He's my second cousin. Um, and then uh, as I've, as I've figured out the cousin thing, it's really weird, really quick. So his daughters are still my second cousin, but now they're once removed. Yeah. I have, I have some of that too. Like I, I have, right. I think like the same relationship of cousins that I grew up with and went to high school with. Sure. You know, like sure. real close to, but they're like second cousins once removed or something like just. I, I stop. I right. We we once tried to figure out like, hey, we're cousins. <laughs> <laughs> it's cousins. It yeah. just doesn't matter, right? Yeah. See, yeah. so, yeah, me, me and Mike are blood. Um, and um, so it's not like yeah. you grew up together and uh, like no you know, playing out. On, on no, I, I'm I'm 38. Mike's 52. Okay. Yeah. So and uh, he's the responsible one. You know, getting us all the money that we need to do this <laughs> to. So. <laughs> So had he, he independently came about wanting to, to start a brewery also? Yeah. Like, and yeah. then he was like, hey, wait, I have a second cousin twice removed on this side and that knows how right. to brew beer. Let me hit him up. Right. So his, his whole thing is they were hanging out a lot at Old Westminster Winery, right? And I guess uh, Ashley um, over there used yeah. to uh, coach his kid in lacrosse. Okay. Who yeah, I think she now plays for UMass Lowell. So is yeah. it Ashley the winemaker or is she the? I can never remember. Either Lisa or Ashley makes I'm the so, wine. Yeah, I'm so, I'm sorry. I I think that Lisa makes the wine. Yes, maybe? you're right. Yes, okay. Lisa makes the wine. And I apologize, Drew. Everybody, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All amazing people. Their wine is yeah. some of the only wine that I'll drink. Yeah, well, it, you know, it's funny, and, and Mike, Mike will kill me for this too, but he's like, <laughs> that that family wasn't born there, for, into that family. They were all cast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're all ridiculously talented and ridiculously just perfect for the roles that they do at the at the winery. It's, yeah. They were cast that way. It was, it's great. It's awesome. They do have, like, they have social media on lock. They, yeah. They are perfect at it those burnt hill videos that they did was just like god those are beautiful why why is this on social media this should be being shown in a movie (laughs) theater this is gorgeous we we made a really cool um burnt hill video and graham didn't release it well (laughs) all right so you didn't get to see that one no (laughs) (laughs) someday maybe someday maybe (laughs) <laughs> all right i like it um so he was hanging out at old westminster yeah uh, i'm sorry yeah um so he was yeah he's hanging out at old westminster and he's like you know if i can do this with wine like why couldn't we do this with beer you know um so he's like my my cousin makes beer and from what i've seen with his awards we could probably do this like someone wants to drink it yeah exactly <laughs> Not many people, but some people. Right? <laughs> some guy from yeah. Men's Health really likes it. Right. Men's, jur- men's Journal. journal. Men's Come journal. on, man. That's different. <laughs> I don't think Men's Health is writing about beer. 
Or if they do, it's probably some lame twist on it being a post-work, <laughs> post-workout recovery drink or something yeah. like that. Run your beer mile. <laughs> so, so he wanted to make the um, beer version of Old Westminster. Yeah, yeah. And so um, he's, he, you know, he called up. I told him no. Uh, <laughs> Go away. Then, yeah, like no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm brewing. I own this. I can't. Um, contract would have forbidden me at the time. Anyway, so sorry about that. Excuse me. Um, but I, uh, I really thought that it'd be interesting. Like I, I spent almost every summer of my youth out here. Um, yeah, sailing around with my uncle. So I, I really felt like, you know, like if you, like you grow up a place, right. And you, you, you have a spiritual home too. Right. And, um, Maryland's always been like my spiritual home, like being on a boat, being on the water, like that's, like, that's where my soul lives for sure. Um, but I could, like, I couldn't ever imagine living here. Um, and now I have a daughter too. So now I can't, it's, it's, that's why we have 1623. It's 1,623 miles. It's my commute to work. (laughs) So, so what, what are the two points that that measures between Elizabeth, Colorado and Westminster, Maryland? Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's our homes. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe that'll change eventually, but it'll always be right around there. So we can just round it it's fine 1623 ish ish right <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's good for a brand right <laughs> so yeah so um so mike uh mike and i decided to to go down this venture and, and uh pretty soon after uh we decided to do the contract thing now the reason why we decided to do the contract thing is um at this point i had taken the buyout um, I was a director of brewing operations for a brewery, and I just missed it. I wanted to be, like, I don't, you know how, like, some people play well with others? Like, I'm not that guy. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't take direction, like, super well, you know? So I don't, I don't like working for other people. So I wanted to, wanted to go back to working for myself. And so the idea behind the contract stuff is that we could start doing contract now. And then we'll just abandon the distribution model and we'll go to a small brewery and we'll, like maybe seven barrels, maybe max. And we'll just do that. We'll just have a small tap room. We'll put it on main street in Westminster and everything is going to be great. So none of that happened. <laughs> um, we, so, um, we signed with two, dis- two distributors and uh, at first, and we were the fastest growing brand in the history of both distributors. It was like, crap, what do we do? Like, cause now we can't walk away from it. Now, yeah. now you're in it. Yeah. Like you, you just, you just got to go. Right. Um, and then Who we, did you sign with, uh, Chesapeake and Waltz. Okay. And so we decided that we were, we're going to go further into this and we were going to go, uh, and we just added buck, um, in, um, Southern Maryland and a little bit of Eastern shore, but, um, you know, we're, we're doing super well with them too. You know, they want another County, but we're already on a contract with that. Yeah. So, uh, but it's, it's, uh, and I, and I, and I, that was on purpose. That's, that's a letting everybody know sort of thing, uh, that in that County we're staying with what we are. Um, but, uh, I thought that it was, um, you know, with that, then we had to do a 30 barrel brew house just to keep up with that side of things. But I designed, well, I helped design the brew house that they were, were putting in. And in that design, I was able to put in that we can do like half batches. So we can just do 15 barrel batches. So that means that we can do all the experimental stuff that I wanted to do off the top anyway. And we can still do the big stuff that we want to do. Keep up with the core that you already have Correct. in distribution. And we can do double batches within an eight hour day, which makes me extremely happy, extremely happy. So, um, put in a bunch of efficiencies, automated a bunch of stuff and it could be as automated or as least automated as we want. 
So us as brewers will absolutely have the ability to go, yeah, but I want to make a like a super special barrel-aged sour. Cool. We can do that. No problem. Um, and then, we'll, you know, we'll have uh, a 15-gallon and probably a two-barrel pilot system. So, you know, we just keep – feels like we keep adding stuff, but – you know, honestly, it's going to be for experimentation. It's going to be for like the the tap room. It's going to be for, like special releases and just really fun stuff that we want to do. And then we'll you know we'll let the cores be out in the market, and we'll we'll always take care of them, and we'll always make good beer. But um, that's the that, I mean that's the that's the point of the whole thing is to be able to experiment, right? Yeah. Be innovative. Be be everything that a brewer wants to be, but still be able to exist on that other level too. You know, and so, I mean, we're going through interview process right now with um, a couple of different uh, people. Um, one is, one's local and then, uh, uh, which I'll n- never say <laughs> until, until that happens. And then the other one is um, from the West Coast. So, um, at a very big brewery. So, so <clears throat> you'll have like a head brewer out there day to day and then you'll kind of be like the brewmaster from checking in from colorado every once in a while or how i mean i'll I'll be here every other week so i'll be brewing too oh cool um but i i have to have somebody here local yeah uh, just to man the thing you know or woman the thing you know who knows yeah yeah um how um what are your aspirations for like your distribution footprint or i don't know that i have aspirations is it are you at a large enough footprint now that you won't need to grow it larger or will you need to once you're brewing when your brewery opens? I think we'll want to grow it a little bit. Um we've got two counties on the eastern shore that we don't currently um distribute to, so we want to take care of that. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to want to take care of Maryland first. Um but, you know, I mean with DC, Virginia, Pennsylvania, you know, southern and central Pennsylvania specifically, like, you know, why not? I mean, it's right there. Yeah. Um, to give you an idea of, like, what the distribution footprints that I'm used to, um, Colorado. So if you take Colorado and just stamp it on the East Coast, right, and just draw an outline, the giant square, which, by the way, it's a square because they drew a square around the gold that was there. Seriously. Um, and then, so that is from New York City to Virginia Beach. And all the way out to Pittsburgh, right? And then there's not a, a major city that's there. So somewhere around Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it, you know, it's um, just a, it's a much larger state. It's a much, much larger state. And so that's what I'm used to as far as distribution um, footprints go. And in Colorado, like, uh, when I was a director of brewing operations for Rockyard, we distributed um, solely in Colorado. We had one distributor for the whole state. You know, Denver, Fort Collins, Colorado Springs, Pueblo, I mean, uh, Grand Junction, uh, all the mountain towns, Dillon, Frisco, Breckenridge, Keystone, all, you know, all of that up in Summit County. But um, that's a massive footprint for one distributor to handle. Yeah. But that's what it what it is out there. So it, but here, um, the same amount of people that are in the entire state of Colorado. So that's again, that's from New York City down to Virginia Beach and all the way to hell out to Pittsburgh. The same amount of people exist in Maryland, so you can you can kind of tell the population density there, and so how we have to have three or four distributors to do one state. Yeah. So uh, you know, and we'll expand that, and we'll expand that, and expand that. So um, I don't know how far we're gonna go. Um, I'd love to selfishly, I'd love to get down to North Carolina, um, just so um, my girlfriend's from Wrightsville Beach, and so I. It'd be kind of cool to go to Wrightsville Beach and have a 1623, <laughs> <laughs> but but that's that's really about it yeah. for me as far as like, well, uh, that'd be cool, but also, meh, I don't know if it's that cool. <laughs> How large of a brewery is Resolute? Resolute's a 15-barrel brewery. Okay. Brewery. Uh, Rockyard was 25. Okay. Yeah. So the, the, you're beating those by what? Five, five from the largest that you've yeah, been at. Yeah, either double or by <clears> five, <throat> you know. Um, depending, uh, so the, you know, I've done sevens, I've done two sevens and one fifteen and, uh, one twenty five. So 
if um if you wouldn't have gone the contract brewing and already have been in distribute distribution already do you think you right. even would have considered going that large off the bat or did you have aspirations do you have a larger brewery um if you ask my partner yes we always were going to be that big <laughs> um if you if you ask me the answer would be flatly no um i you know distribution is a pain you know your beer is never going to get treated by a stranger the same way it would be treated that you treat it right? yeah so for me it's 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 all about like how's it going to be treated you know and, and retailers love them thank you for selling our stuff distributors same thing i love you guys thank you but they'll never treat my beer the way that i treat my beer um and they they just flatly can't you know, yeah. it's a space consideration. It's a, um, just a, you know, a cost consideration, right? So, um, in Colorado, um, everything, all, all beer is always kept cold. Um, like warm shelves are looked down on pretty, pretty badly. Um, and I've noticed here that there's, there's a bunch of that and that, not, I mean, it does scare me a little bit. Um, uh, Having having something that it, I mean it was filtered and to the nth degree and made sure that we didn't have any yeast on it. But we just released a raspberry blonde, you know. It's got fructose in it, and if there's one yeast cell in there, you know, we could have a problem, especially on a warm shelf, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we've we took a lot of precautions with that just to make sure that really nothing was living in it ever again. But um, you know, that's scary. Um, having a a lager like a you know something that fermented cold was then crashed cold and then allowed to warm up is scary right but i can't tell that retailer that they should invest hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. in refrigeration to take care of my beer that's unfair it's bullshit and we you know we 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 should be protecting our retail partners the same way, right? Yeah, they, we, we need to take care of them the same way that they would take care of us. Yeah. And, um, and defending them. And is, Do I like warm storage? No. Is it a fact of life? Absolutely. Yeah, I would say there's definitely, at least all the places I shop, there's mostly warm storage. Yeah. Is it? So that that's very different in Colorado? I've very, yeah, there. very different. Yeah, um, everything's in cold shelf. Um, you, you, the only difference would be that it would, you know, you would have, um, maybe a couple shelves of something that's, you know, meant to age, right. Okay. That's specifically brewed to age. Um, uh, like stone's best after and you know, those, those beers, yeah. right. Um, but that's, yeah, that's definitely something that, um, uh, they've, <laughs> you know, they, they, they've done in Colorado that, that I really like. But that's also a product of having, you know, we have, I think we're 400 breweries now in the state. It's a lot of breweries. That's a lot, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. But, you know, that's something so that we're a, really proud about, huge, too. It's a huge business there. Correct. Right? Yes. There's a lot of a lot of emphasis put on beer in Colorado. That and weed. By everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Maryland, legalize it. So it's, it is medicinally now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can just go to the store and buy it. <laughs> We're probably what? Like, what do you think, Graham? Two years? Yeah, five, maybe five. Maybe five. My God, it's like it'll be ten years after we. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what? Uh, what's going to be? Well, I guess what is it already? The philosophy of beers that you want to carry like what is the uh, i guess i can't think of a better word but like theme of what think, do you want to do i think maybe what you're going to get at is are we going to tr chase trends or yeah kind of or like yeah, yeah are you are you going to focus more on so like we had denizens on earlier denizens okay. much more of a classic classical styles uh executed very well perfectly um as opposed to making any kind of trendy beers. Um, okay. uh, do you, do you plan on doing that, doing a mixture or what, uh, what 
angle is 1623 going to come at it from? Yes. So you're just going to make a, <laughs> make it all. Yeah. So uh, I will say that uh, our German style. So I've got um, 2015 GABF silver for Hefeweizen. And I got my World Beer Cup gold for German Pilsner, right? And I should say that both of those teams were amazing. And thank you guys again. Um, but um, the <laughs> the big thing for me is executing German styles. Um, because Ryan Heischkabot and... Eins, zwei, eins, zwei, eins, zwei. But it's it's kind of the the way I brew too, that that kind of lends it that lends itself that way. Everything has a purpose. Everything's in its place. However, we want to do things like, you know, like without giving too much away, like uh, method champenois beers, barrel aged sours. Um, I don't know what that first word is. Method champenois. <laughs> Okay, what well, hey, hey, can I get a? I don't, when is when is this coming out? What day? I'm sorry, I know your, I'm at the fourth wall, right? Your, sorry, your, your guess is as good as mine. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> and it's really Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, a Wednesday at some point this, in the future. <laughs> this will be yeah, it'll be it'll be far gone. But I'm um, maybe you can post about it. But um, if you're around Towson. On Monday at six thirty, you want to come to uh, <laughs> fair. You want to come to a class and learn about method champenois beers over at the Total Wine. I will be teaching one. So, what is method champenois? I said that correctly, didn't I? You did. I'm pretty impressed with myself. Uh, you should be. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I, I would say that like method champenois is um, well, champenois would be champagne first, first and foremost, um, not brute. In the traditional, well, not traditional, the way that it's been. For IPA, like, unlike brute IPAs. Right. Which it's, I still have no idea what they're supposed to taste like. Because every single one I've had is completely different than the other ones. Well, that's, it's the Wild West. I mean, you know, um, so a lot of these, a lot of the brute IPAs are, like, finishing, like, super dry. So there's there's a lot of, there's there's three really different levels of champagne, right? There's demi-sec, which is semi-sweet. Right, there's brute, which is dry, and then you've got an extra dry, then below that, right? And so, the extra dry, as far as like sugar content, is where a lot of these brutes are finishing. Now, they're using uh, enzymes in the mash to con- fully convert the mash, and so the yeast will eat every single bit of sugars that's involved in that mash. Cool, cool experiment. I really like outside of. Um, Ska's version. I, I I really haven't had a brute that I've like really enjoyed. I haven't I haven't been a big fan of them. It, you know, and but there are people that are, and yeah, good on you, cool. Yeah, I mean, but I I dislike a lot of styles of beer that people love, but it's fair. I, I yeah. not everyone yeah. has different tastes. I'm enjoying this one. Do you, it's it. Yeah. Do you like beet drink? I do. I really do. This and is this is my first opportunity to do this, so. Uh, Brandon, team, guys, well done. Also, well done. It's, it's very nice. I like it. And we should also give a shout-out to Brewery Fire, who will be opening Absolutely. soon. Pretty How far how far is their spot going to be mm. to you? So they're in Tawny Town, so it's about a half hour to us. Okay. It's not, not close, not far. Not close, not far. Same county, though. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like um, Carroll County has gone from barely any breweries to a whole bunch of very soon very yeah 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 i think we will we, well, we should have three open this year yeah. yeah yeah so i'm i'm stoked i'm stoked for it I, i'm stoked for the community i'm stoked for the other guys involved guys and gals i should say uh involved like it's gonna be fun all right you see so you still haven't told me what that kind of beer is what what beer that i can't remember the name now <laughs> the method champagne yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the uh, so it's uh, Belgian is the the style uh, the the country of origin, right? Okay. And so they're typically made like uh, Belgian Golden Strong, Belgian Blondes, um, with um, these sorts of beers, and then they're then uh, oak aged, either in direct fermentation or after the fact, 
and then um, bottled and carbonated and aged in the traditional champagne method. So you're talking about riddling, like moving the bottle vertical to bring the uh, carbonating yeast to the bottom and disgorging it, getting rid of that yeast plug, back sweetening, back sweetening according to what um, level of sweetness you're trying to get in your champagne. And then you, you, you cork and cage it and sell it. Sounds like a lot of work. It is. But then, then you've got like... Pet- Can you saber them? Yeah, actually. Okay. Yeah. But um, now I'm interested. All right. (laughs) We we had an article in a magazine about, um, uh, or I I don't think it was exclusively about brewed IPAs, but brewed IPAs were mentioned, and I really wanted to saber something, and I was shot down that that the liability of the damage I would probably do to myself trying to to saber a bottle. I wasn't allowed to make that photo. I, I just I just feel like if you like if you want to come to the brewery and you want to do that, your liabilities in your own hands. Like I don't, <laughs> like, uh, like we can sign a waiver real quick. You can oh, go no, for it. it. It was like my superiors who were against the idea of me sabering a bottle. No. <laughs> fair, but but fair. I All mean, right. they're right. I probably would have hurt myself, but it would have been a, it would have made for good content. Which ultimately is what matters. I mean, damn the man, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And I guess, like, me chopping my hand off would probably go viral. Yeah, I mean, is there such thing as bad publicity? I don't (laughs) know. Uh, Definitely people have said there is none. So will you be be bottling those? Yeah. So I can come to 1623 and save a bottle. Yeah. Cool. We'll, We'll plan for that. I like it. Graham will bring the camera. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll be doing Method Champenois beers, Barrel H Sours. We'll be doing as many different innovative things as we possibly can. So, as far as trend chasing, I mean, we're on the East Coast. We're going to have to have an East Coast IPA. Yeah. Totally get that. Um, And we will, for sure. And it'll be much better than the last effort that got messed up. So, (laughs) you had a failed one? That was not fun. That was not fun at all. Um, we had um, we had some stuff go wrong. Mistakes were made. Mistakes. Things happened. Yeah. <laughs> Water under the fridge. There is a oh, <laughs> um, hysteria released a beer named "Mistakes Were Made," and it was you you have to have if if you're ever talking to those guys ask them tyler, for the yeah. story because especially tyler have tyler tell you the story yeah yeah it's like at every phase of the brewing the brewing process the brewing some, yeah, yeah something <laughs> something this is the second podcast we recorded and I recorded videos about gin <laughs> and cordials today um so like even from milling the like the mill was what like they had just had electrical problems the mill was wired backwards so, so it, was, it ran backwards it was running backwards so it didn't grind it, anything it didn't grind anything <laughs> and they put all their specialty malt through first and it wasn't all of it so they just had a ton of specialty malt that they had no idea what to put like how much of what was there <laughs> from when they caught it so they milled all that added some base malt in then I think something happened during the boil or something like where they couldn't get enough heat to boil. So it ended up making the boil super long because they had to come, someone come in and fix it. Something happened when awry during fermentation. <laughs> so the funny thing was though, it tasted amazing. Yeah. So like they, they just kept going to see like, <laughs> where what it was, was going to happen. Yeah, what yeah, was going to yeah. happen. And it produced a really good beer. They're like, but there's absolutely no way we could recreate this. And then they just, oh, made, that's, a, that's amazing. And, though. And, that's so yeah, good. And they, and they named it mistakes were made. <laughs> that's so good. I, I have, I have a story about, uh, the hysteria crew. Um, first of all, um, so shoot. I'm going to, I'm going to butcher people's names and and I'm, I'm, I'm I'm sorry. Cause I have met (laughs) people like, you know, once here, once there. And like, it's, 
it's a little bit it's a little bit confusing. Well, Tyler would, will always stick in my mind. Well, I don't think anyone who's met Tyler can forget Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> True story. So I'm talking with the guy. This is in Denver, okay? So I'm talking with the guys from Old Mother in Wincoop Brewing, which is the oldest brewery in Colorado. Um, it's in downtown Denver. It's awesome. Our mayor used to own it, etc. He's now running for president. Hickenlooper should probably vote for him. <laughs> it's awesome. Anyway, I don't think he's supposed to make it through the next round. Though. He's probably not going to, but <laughs> he's a really good dude, and he's a brewer, and that that helps out. Anyway, uh, so uh, not that I'm endorsing a presidential candidate of any kind. Cheers. <laughs> um, the um, uh, so we're we're in this. We're, this is Craft Brewers Conference, and uh, the, uh, the people from Old Mother are there, and then Tyler comes in. And it was just like, hey, everybody. And it was just like, <laughs> no, like everybody stopped and like just went and like shaking hands with Tyler. And like, I was like, who is this guy? Because I got to know this guy. <laughs> like, this guy seems like a lot of fun. <laughs> and yeah, no, I'd like, and then um, I came back for the. Uh, the, that, the would, that would be like, if if we made a yearbook of brewery of brewers that's what i would make uh the caption under tyler's picture this guy seems like a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> but and so yeah I, I mean i get to know him and he's just an awful person no i'm kidding <laughs> so like he's like one of the best people like ever right and um like i'm pretty sure I, hysterical. I i'm gonna for the first time ever, we're going to edit out a clip, and that I'm just going to play that. That's going to like a week before we release this episode. I'm just going to have the clip of you saying he turned out to be an awful person. <laughs> I love it. As long as long as yeah, no, you you should hear. Actually, I'll give you this. Like Tyler from Hysteria is an awful person. <laughs> He's he's honestly he's one of my favorite people in the Maryland craft brewing industry. Um, that and Larry. Well, I guess Larry's not um, in Maryland anymore. He's down in no, Vanish, we, but, yeah. I mean, He's like an honorary member, right? So um, veteran member, veteran he did, he member. Did, he right. didn't lose his membership when he went across I, the border. I don't know. Maybe he did. Who knows? <laughs> so, but Larry. Um, so Larry has some Colorado roots as well, and. Well, that's, Wait, did yeah he brewed for Flying Dog in mm -hmm. Colorado, right? And um, um, one Hopefully of the uh, I was right. Yeah, I, I believe <laughs> I, I I truly believe you're correct. Yeah. So, um, but Larry um, knows a very good friend of mine who also used to work for Flying Dog um, way back in the day. Uh, she's now with the BLM Bureau of Land Management and um, in Colorado. Um, but she is that Gwen. No, this is Dev. So her and I went to high school together. She's an advanced Cicerone. She's one of 28 women in the world. Oh, wow. Um, to get that um, distinction. She is one of my absolute favorite people. And she was, she was like, you have to meet Larry. You'll love him. And so Maryland uh, Craft Beer Fest, the, the one that was down by the river here. Um, do I have that? festival right like, it's the maryland craft beer festival and okay it's, it's more of a creek than a river but we'll take the credit for it being a creek look have river. you ever seen the platte river <laughs> in colorado it's like I've this never, big it's like it's, it's tiny it's it's this big sorry let's get in there there we go yeah it's tiny so like you know i'll call everything a river here <laughs> so um the uh um where's i going oh, yeah um um dev uh dev adams uh, she is um, like a palate that everybody can trust, and she loves Larry, and she loves Larry's beer, and uh, that was enough for me to just be like, I have to meet this dude. I have to know who he is. So yeah, total good guy. Yeah, he is. We made a peach pie IPA together. That was awesome. Did you? Nice. It turned Very cool. out so good. Good. Cut up a bunch of peaches from it. We actually we ran down to a. He had he had a bunch of peaches already, right. but we went and bought a couple hundred pounds of uh, peaches at the farmers market down the street from <laughs> from Vanish, and then it's awesome. Spent a bunch of time cutting them up, and then team him and his team at Vanish made an amazing beer. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, so that's the, and then um, these guys. Shameless plug again. <laughs> um, uh, Brennan, um, 
uh, and his wife Bailey used to live in Colorado as true well. Respite, his, yeah, his, true respite. Yeah, true respite. Only listening, yeah. which are there are way more people that listen than watch. Right. <laughs> uh, it's, it's all, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I was I was going with the the camera because it was there, yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. Um, let me describe what I'm doing right now. Yeah. yeah. So the yeah there were a ton of people at from Maryland at CBC this year, weren't there? There was yeah there was quite a few yeah um you know um but. Uh, you know the folks over at Old Mother, um, they're bums. Oh my gosh, they're amazing people. No, I really they're do. Awful. What? No. <laughs> uh, oh, is this? No, this yeah. is the uh, the other side of that. Yeah. Okay. No, they were they were actually the first uh, people we've ever had uh, as guests. Awesome. They were, they were in episode yeah. number one. So every year on the anniversary of episode of when we started, we yeah. have them back on. Oh, so cool. So it's only yeah. happened twice, but. <laughs> But it'll be a third time this coming so, October. So, you, so you've had them on twice. <laughs> well, no, they've been. They actually they've been on a bunch of times. Have they? Okay, yeah. cool. But well, no, they they were here the very first time on our one year anniversary and on our yeah. two year anniversary, and oh, then so cool. and a bunch of times sprinkled throughout. I love that. Like I know, I know that like I know that it's the new logo to a lot of people, but my God, I love their logo. It's so good. Yeah, it so is. Good. It's way better than their original one. Yeah. Oh man, that one was garbage. You heard that, Keith and Nick? <laughs> Actually, I just told them recently how much better the new one is. <laughs> now, like Keith, Keith um, was the first like Maryland person that like really was like, so you're opening a brewery in Maryland. Tell me all about it. Let's let's talk about it. Like, and we probably talked for like an hour in Colorado about my Maryland brewery. Nice, <laughs> so cool. Like, he's, he's a people person. He's a good dude, a super good dude. Um, and, the, yeah, I mean, every time I come out, I always make sure to stop by because they're just great people there. So um, you're out of beer, man. Yeah, I am. Um, I don't need any more. <laughs> the, so you will you, you will do the trendy beers. Yeah. But the is, is your main focus going to be – like you, the core brands that you have now, like Hefeweizens and uh, for distribution, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hefeweizen, Pilsner, IPA, and Stout in distribution. So right, so that's it's a good swath of color and flavors, right? Yeah. So that's distribution. Those are our cores. They'll always be there, right? But the idea then beyond that is to be as absolutely innovative as we possibly can, um, you know. And that's not just like releasing a fruit beer every now and again or that's not just releasing like what you know this are it's you like, gonna have any fooders or anything like that off the bat or have uh, you have you worked no. with fooders at all yeah i have yeah um and not off the bat um you know we'll, we'll see how the wood age stuff um comes about and how we want to treat it because I, I i do love fermenting on oak and an awful lot especially in fooders that's fun it's also get gets really kind of odd and weird and get funky and what have you done <laughs> no that's for just don't pay attention okay. to that yet. okay all right um we were just talking about the make it funky festival are you gonna go to yeah. that um i guess it, if you're in the state you are <laughs> i don't th- well i we we won't we wouldn't have anything for funk that's true that. at that point. Yeah. Um, you know. Um, yeah, because it's only September. Chris, you're an idiot. You, you know, honestly, like, the thing about it is, is that if we could if we could do it, like, we would, right? But um, where we're brewing now, we can't, we can't introduce Brett into the environment. Yeah. We can't have any kind of bacteria unless it's a kettle sour. And there's nothing wrong with kettle sours. It's just not my favorite. Mm-hmm. If I can't make everybody happy... The, at least the one thing that we're going to do is make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, 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 there's nothing wrong with kettle sours. I just don't like them. Um, I assume right off the bat you'll have a canning line. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's an ABE um, system, American system. Yeah. Cool. Is everything ABE? No. Okay. <laughs> What's the brew house? Yes. <laughs> um so it's it's a company out of new jersey uh new look stainless where um 
Where in Westminster is, is the brewery going to be? It's actually in Eldersburg. Okay. I didn't actually clarify that whole thing. Yeah, like you we're going to just said it didn't yeah, happen. Didn't happen. <laughs> um, yeah. So we wanted to be, we wanted to buy the post office uh, on main street in Westminster. Cause it's a awesome building. It's the first rural post office ever in the country. Like it's awesome. The floors wouldn't have supported brewing um, equipment, and uh, the the current owners wanted an, an absolute fortune for it. And I was just like, "We can still make this work. We can still make this work." Westminster said, "We don't have the water for you to be here," and we said, I "Guess we're not going to make it work." <laughs> so um, then we started looking at Sykesville, and we had a building picked out in Sykesville, and then we got like, "Sorry, town of Sykesville," we got filibustered by a. Um, uh, in a county hearing by a dance studio, um, we were able to get a whole four people up to speak for us. And the dance studio showed up with like 40 people. <laughs> it was like, it was insane. And they kept saying things like, um, we don't need another bar in Sykesville. We don't need, you know, we don't need these things. And so like the like, dance studio was there again. To oppose you well, they opening, they wanted or? the building. Oh, okay. So gotcha. and, and no, and I don't think necessarily they were opposed to us opening the building, although uh, opening a brewery there, although that's essentially what they said. But um, I, yeah, that was tough. That was really tough to like hear. Like you know, coming from Colorado, like every community wants a brewery. Yeah, you know, and you know, come out here, and then all of a sudden it was like the community that we had picked out was like. We don't want a brewery or maybe just that business didn't want a brewery. Um, but I will say that, um, the beer community within Sykesville like, showed up in force for us. And the guys from brewery fire showed up in force, pipe the side showed up in force, uh, market tavern, everybody that serves beer, EW Beck's, which we would have been next to showed up for us. Thank you guys again for that. I really, really appreciate that. Um, but Ultimately, it come it came down to the building wasn't quite perfect. Um, we couldn't get the town to agree on having a brewery there, and so we had the opportunity uh, with St. John's Properties to um, enter in the uh, Liberty Exchange building, and we jumped on that because it's a brand new building. Everything's new, It'll last us for a long time, yeah. and we have the ability to expand. So that's that's really like the the fun thing. And we have plenty of parking. It's an enormous space. So it's kind of exactly what we you know need and what we want. We have an outdoor. Oh yeah, because you said you yeah. they um, his company's Mike's company's making the doing the patio. So you have a pat, lar, is it a large patio area? Or? Yeah, I think it's like eighteen hundred square feet. <laughs> like that's the, big. Um, I could be wrong on that. Sorry if I'm wrong on that, but I, it's, well, someone's going to measure and check. So I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to uh, have walls around it, so it doesn't feel like you're in a parking lot because because it, it is technically in the parking lot. Okay. Um, but um, we're going to have walls up, and you know we're going to try to make it feel um, like just you know transported somewhere else. We have any kind of um, kitchen there, or you just have uh-huh. food trucks. Food trucks, um, you know, like yeah, bring in your food, um, mm-hmm. and then you know, um, just you know, normal brewery stuff. Yeah. Cool. When is the goal for opening? Uh, well, the goal was Labor Day. Um, that's not happening. Um, <laughs> well, my next question was like, once you told me the goal was like, when is it really going to open? <laughs> right. <laughs> the goal was Labor Day. Um, we'll say that the goal is now Halloween. Um, although we're definitely not opening on Halloween and we're definitely not opening the week or really like the two or three days after that. Cause then, um, um, me and my daughter's birthdays are November 3rd and 2nd. What well, so. could be a birthday party? I don't want to. I don't want to have to come <laughs> here for my birthday every year. <laughs> like, uh, that's a yeah, good you know? point. <laughs> like I, my birthday should be my birthday, not the brewery's birthday. <laughs> now you're just being selfish again. Yep. <laughs> I like uh, I like having breweries or uh, birthdays, breweries too. But I I really like having birthdays, right? And my daughter was born the day before my birthday, right? So hers is November second, mine's November third. So I don't get a birthday anymore. <laughs> I don't need the brewery coming in on that too. Ruin everything. Just ruin everything. 
So sometime mid-November, hopefully, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear to God, if it's Christmas, like, <laughs> just you'll find me washed up in the bay, like, and and if if I if I get up washing in the bay, like, it was Mike, he did it. It was Mike. I think um, Idiom opened on Black Friday. Was there, was there opening day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that would be cool, though, because, like, people are out. They're shopping, yeah. right? It's um, um, the ceremonial end to the beer season, right? Like, winter comes and nobody wants to go out and drink anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, I can't go sit on the patio. It sucks. Uh, so how should people keep... Uh, up to date with the progress of the brewery. Well, follow us on Instagram, follow us on um, Twitter, and um, not so much Twitter, but Facebook. Yeah. Um, Website, 1623brewing.com. Yeah. So now you get to try the um, hopped whiskey. It's only a little shot glass. Okay. It's, not, it's like right. a half a shot. Maybe. I'm, I'm in, but like, you, like, I love whiskey, man. So that's that's kind of the problem. This is we're gonna do this, like little <laughs> little guy. Well, you can have like, more. This is a whiskey I made with McClintock uh, downtown. If you have never been there, you awesome. should check them yeah. out. Um, it has twenty five percent chocolate malt, Cheers. and it's infused with hops, and it'll nice. be available in December. So, so shortly you, after the brewery opens. It's amazing. So still a bit young, but uh, it's made with wash and not just corn. This it's amazing. Yeah. Um it's a single malt. Oh, um, cool. Cool. This is um this this iteration of it was only aged in for a month in a little barrel. Right. Um I should go get some drawn from the real barrel at this point cuz it, it's almost done. Uh but thank you from flying all the way from Colorado to visit yeah, man. us. Absolutely. Um, thank doing you. Doing nothing else. Nothing and, else. <laughs> Zero and, uh, things else. Thank you everyone for watching and listening. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook. And if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Oh, my God. That's good.